my god, what the fuck is going on? Is there a concern that Slasherman could push the already unstable over the edge? Hello, hello, hello. My name is Steven, and with me this week is Sharon. Hi, guys. And on this episode of The Movie Club, we are discussing Jay Baruchel's 2020 horror film titled Random Acts of Violence. Um, The premise is a masked maniac uses a comic book killer for inspiration. That's the premise. Um, It's a Shutter exclusive. Um, And I'm going to say this right off the bat. This uh, Shutter exclusive did not... (laughs) It didn't. It not, yeah, I know. I see. I see. Shock share, and this this shutter exclusive did not hit me in the same way that that host did. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, oh. you should listen to it. Um, I was expecting more out of this. This uh, knowing that this he's a he's a the director is Jay Baruchel. He is a comedic actor. He's in things that I love, like uh, This Is the End. Um, and then he also, he's in the show called uh, Man vs. World, I think it is. Um, it does matter. Um, but yeah, he's usually- We're here to con- talk movies, not TV shows. Right, that's true. Uh, <laughs> and he directed one other movie before this, which is Goon, Last Enforcers. It's a sequel to, uh, it's a hockey movie. Um, and, of course, and he voices Hiccup in uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Um, yeah, I know. Just think about that. Like the, the guy that voices Hiccup, the main character in How to Train Your Dragon, directed this slasher movie. That's so hard to like picture in my head. <laughs> I know, I know. Can you imagine him one day and just like coming, leaving the booth from uh, uh, animated from the, the from, for the voiceover of How to Train Your Dragon, and then going to going home and then doing like the storyboards for this movie it seems talk about one hell of a 180 yeah exactly. like oh gosh um did you have any initial thoughts I, i've been talking um well i didn't know that he voiced that character so now i'm just shook as a whole <laughs> but like we were talking before we started recording i was really surprised to see the the director was actually an actor in the movie. I love it when directors do that kind of thing. Yeah. Not a whole lot of directors do that now, yeah. if I remember that correctly. It's like Spike Lee did it, Wes Craven did it. Ben Affleck does and it. And those are the only ones I can think of that Bradley did it. Bradley Cooper did it. Oh, Clint Eastwood true. doesn't do it anymore. He's, he was a big actor. or And then now he just directs um jordan i Peele. just love those little cameos those little nuggets i think it's interesting because it's like like if actors do it they have usually have or well, recently they have like a bigger role in it mm-hmm. it's um but he jay in this movie plays ezra he's very much a side character he's not the main he's not the main people in this movie are the couple um yes and he's not part of the couple which is 
I, I wonder why he wrote himself or why he thought the role was right for him uh, to do instead of another actor. I think that'd be interesting to find out. Um, what if nobody else wanted that role? So he was just like, well, I can assume it. Maybe. Go in maybe. with like my comedic sideline type self because that yeah. role was slightly comedic in a way. Yeah, I was, I was kind of, I was expecting him to be more comedic than he was. And I'm glad he didn't go like full, like comedic relief because that would have been, that would have been really bad, really quick. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't have fit the movie. <laughs> um, well, for me, uh, the movie like acted like it was going to be kind of like self-aware and it had something to say about like art influencing real life violence like you know they say like like uh like rock and roll back in the day they were like oh my god that's like satanic and like charles manson and stuff yeah. and then they were like video games uh columbine they're connected and stuff like that and i thought this movie was gonna have something to say about that but it really and it seems like it does at the beginning there's like a heavy-handed like like monologue and then the end the ending i think is like very like like the, the it's very much like the beginning where it's just like a heavy-handed monologue and it just for me the ending and well what this movie started out with with like the monologue I was like, okay, this movie has something to say, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, getting to the end, it, it acts like it said something. Like, it acts like it, the movie said something, but it didn't. So I was just like, it didn't feel earned to me. It just felt, like, flat and felt empty. Or, like, I felt like if I got something, got the meaning that Jay was trying to put out there and, like, make me feel and make me think about, then, yeah, I would have felt would have felt okay and i would have liked it but it just it felt flat for, for me and that's understandable i thought of the movie more so from like the psychological perspective mm -hmm. personally kind of like man versus like the inner monologue that was going on in his head especially there towards the end not so much could be said for that towards the beginning so i'll talk more about that part later on but I feel like it's definitely more psychological in the pull that the, I feel that the director was trying to get us to see. Not hmm. so much that the movie itself had like some big, like outright thing to say, but it was definitely more of a psychological tinged message. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Cause I, I feel like if, for me, I think that if he meant, to do something like that he would have dived into the killer more and like the only part that he really dived into the killer and like what they were thinking was the ending um and i like i said uh, he, he didn't really hit home for me um so with it, that i would like to remind you of the lead lady couple person character um her line where she says that she's tired of only seeing the killer's perspective and not the perspective of the victims. Hmm. So you think that this movie was trying to be that trying to be yeah. from like the, okay, maybe, maybe I see your point. I do see your point. 
Like that wasn't the exact line she said, but that's the right. gist of what I remember for it. No, that's yeah, that's basically what she said. Um, that's interesting. I didn't think about it like that. Also, for our audience, I am currently on a steroid, so my brain is taking very weird segues in my thought processes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll so if to, that's not what you guys think, it's totally fine. I'll try to guide. I'll try to guide this this whole thing, and I mean, <laughs> and that's something that I didn't think of. So, I mean, your steroid brain is is pumping in that in the, <laughs> the area of finding meaning in this movie. Um, I think the best part of this movie for me uh, while watching it was the cinematography and the kills. Um, the kills were very well shot. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. For it being like a very, not so, not like your typical slasher gore thing, like where you actually see all the carnage. Right. But rather you see like the ending poses. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. The, uh, the the cinematographer he did another movie I watched during quarantine, which I'm really glad I like uh, I watched, um, called Possessor. Um, it is very much like this, like this movie. It's very stylized in its lighting, um, and this movie does some like comic book uh, mm -hmm. pages kind of thing. And that's which were breathtaking to look at, yeah, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. And like, I really like that. That's obviously stylized, but then even outside of that, it is stylized. And I think maybe, maybe they were trying to say something about like, maybe it was, it goes to what you were saying about like they are the victims in this like comic book issue. Um, mm -hmm. and it's following them or something like that. Maybe, maybe that's what they were trying to say with, with that. Um, he also did a couple episodes of Hannibal, which the poses, some of the poses and kills in this reminded me oh, of that's Hannibal. Right. Um, but and I kind of thought it was interesting that the like production designer, the like art, none of the art people from Hannibal were in this. But uh, there was one specific kill that I will get into in the spoiler section um, <laughs> involves involves three people i'll just get in i'll just say that um involves three people that that image right there that reminded me of hannibal a lot okay um have you seen hannibal the show i have okay yeah yeah yeah. Um, like it just took me a minute to like think back to it i'm like holy crap you're right yeah 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 <laughs> um but yeah this movie it looks good and like the kills look good and they're the they're done well they're directed well but um but yeah and as a whole it, it didn't really work for me um I, and i think that really boils down to the script for me because like there's some things it's like it seems like the movie's going to be subversive kind of or like mm -hmm. subvert your expectations and do some things it's like like i said kind of like self-aware because it trying to say this broader thing about violence in real life and art but it just it kind of falls back into some horror movie cliches for me in some parts that were really like glaring that i couldn't get my mind out of um and i'll get more detailed into that in the spoiler section did you um did you have anything else you want to say about it um honestly i was just glad to see our boy from Grey's Anatomy in another horror movie. 
Jesse Williams, man. Just he uh I did not anticipate seeing him in another horror movie. I was very well pleased. <laughs> he played this role really well in my opinion. Yeah, the, all of the acting. Like he did this, great. All of the acting in this. I, I can't say any uh, I was going to say I can't say really any negatives about the acting, but I feel like the I feel like what the with the killer, the slasher. I feel like yeah, he is I feel acting, like the killer could have done a they could have done a little bit better with him, but Yeah. Yeah, but that's I mean, the, considering we don't see much of him until like the very end. Yeah. Like I mean, there's not too much you can do with a supposedly developed character at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I th- yeah, I, I think that was my problem with the acting and then the the, ed- the ending and what it was yeah. uh, trying to say. Um all right, cool. Let's get in spoilers. Um, the stabbing in the car. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That was absolutely <laughs> brutal. It is so brutal. Man, that God. was one of the scenes I had to rewatch because I was like, what just happened? Oh <laughs> Who my, are these people? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, just seeing that guy, just the camera just stays right there. He just, yeah. the knife just keeps going in and in and in. Oh my God. But then there's an, wait, there's another. I, I just remembered this other part. Um, at the end, where the slasher kills the mom, that I don't know if you yeah. noticed this or not, but it was looked really. It wasn't. It, it, it was like the special effects team and the and the props team didn't show up that day because the knife, like the knife, looks so fake in the way that it's it did. lit, and then like it like doesn't even like go in to her head it's like it like it very it looks extremely fake and like that they were like, taking their five minute break that day yeah oh my <laughs> god i was like what is going on it's like the blood that was coming out that looked fine but like the knife and like the con the knife the connection completely fake. Just, and the, the connection was just horrible there was no connection it was it looked, I don't know. It looked like there was supposed to be a cut to a different angle to to sell yeah. it or something. Yeah, and it's like they from behind. Or, they might have missed that in post. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe check the. He was like, "All right, and let's go to the shot from behind." And he's like, "Oh, we didn't get that crap." I guess we'll he's like, this. "We'll just speed it up a little, and we'll hope that nobody else notices." Yeah, I, I couldn't get over that. I was just like, <laughs> I had to pause. I was like, "What? What? That? I want to put a screenshot of that." <laughs> that frame in the in the video in the youtube video um i didn't like the part where it's like where him as a kid his mom was getting killed but he was like oh my god i gotta hurry up and finish this picture i was like what is going on i was like that doesn't make any sense and then well, that could totally be a psychological thing like his maybe. body like his brain was trying to like what's the word um kind of like repressed so he was working through that repression mm. and in his brain he's like i have to finish this drawing this drawing will make a difference hmm. maybe maybe that's definitely a psychological angle and that's probably those little cut scenes are probably the reason my brain thought purely psychological mm. okay i see that i see that and i i guess uh, it's like i it was the, the scene where they where the whole gang in the car, the the comic book gang, they see the um, 
to see the family getting killed. And they just like don't do anything. They just stand there. They just sit there and scream. They don't try to run well, what over. What could they do? <laughs> run the killer over or something or drive the away. The way in which that. Well, they did try to drive away, but they were also trying to call 911. After it was too late. And they were getting shot at. <laughs> they waited until they got shot at. They witnessed three people or three or four people in that family, in that car, die. And they were like screaming at them the entire time with their windows rolled up um, to, to like run and, and whatever. And then like they saw that he, they had a gun and they're like, oh my God, he shot the kid. And like, oh my God. And but then I was yeah. like, why aren't you doing anything? <laughs> the, like Ezra, Jay, the director's character was just like, oh my God, no, and they shot the kid. And I was like, what is this col- colored commentary of y'all actively watching three people, a whole family get murdered and you guys just aren't doing anything besides just that really frustrated me. And I think, yeah, it's like what the, the whole opening monologue seemed like it had something to say and like, and like mm-hmm. it was going to be some kind of like important movie. It seemed very like self-important to me. Like the, like Dre wrote this and was like, Oh my God, this is going to like change the horror genre. And then it just like, didn't like with the ending in the beginning like seemed like very like self-important one thing i did think was really interesting is how uh todd's character played by jesse thought that the numbers being read off were bible verses and then he like happens to have like that moment where he looks back at the vaccine. He was like, issue numbers, comic book, first year, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, part of me almost wished that there was more of like a biblical angle since they had that be so prevalent at first. Yeah. Cause maybe like just... there could have been like a dual tie into it or something that he didn't even realize. Right. right. I think that would have been interesting. I think that would have been way better because it, it kind of just seems like he just so happens to think that it's biblical, but like, yeah. it doesn't, there's no reason, there's no reason in his character. There was no rhyme or reason for that. Right. It was just like, Oh, I guess. Unless you biblical. think of that cut scene where he was in like what I assume is a church. Yeah. With the choir singing at the end. Yeah, but that there was something. like that was one part of the cutscene. One part of the whole movie. <laughs> right, and one part of the movie. And it's like that didn't seem like it like I don't it know. It didn't have anything to play through for it. Right. And if it was maybe if it was like there were crosses all over the house and like the mom was like yeah. wasn't just like in the church choir, but she had like a bigger role to play in the church, then mm-hmm. I would see that. But like he was just like, Oh yep, it's definitely Bible verses and then like then uh, something just changes in his brain synapses and he's like it's my comic books and it's like i'm sorry but like in the <laughs> beginning wouldn't you just assume it was because of your comic books because your comic books were based on something real <laughs> yeah exactly and i like i don't understand <laughs> i think you're exactly right and yeah i just uh, i feel like that's another thing and i'm just like what kind of angle was he trying to do? Was it something that they cut out or like what? I feel like I'm missing something. I still feel like it's mostly some sort of psychological angle, but I definitely agree with you that there's an element that's just missing to keep it from being fully there and faceted. 
yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I should watch this again, but. Maybe know. it's owed that rewatch that I mentioned. <laughs> Maybe, because you're making me think of it from a different angle. But then also there's just, I don't know. I feel like I, I gave it its chance and it just <laughs> it, it, it disappointed me. And then I, I don't know. There's not enough there for me to go back and watch it again, unless it's from like a technical aspect of like watching it for the cinematography or something like that because like i said mm -hmm. the movie was like absolutely gorgeous and if you liked that then you should check out possessor which is like the sci-fi horror thriller that came out this year it's very weird um but i would recommend it uh god i just i just wish this movie would have done something more for me and i, I can't say that i'm looking forward to what Jay Marshall directs next or what he writes next. Unless maybe he's not writing it, then maybe. Because like he he assembled a great team of like actors and mm -hmm. uh the cinematographer art department. And it's like he did that. He did that well. So but if he's if he's writing the next one, I can't next movie he directs I can't support that. <laughs> I feel like he took some elements from like other horror movies. And I think that's really been sticking in my brain a lot because those scenes with the slasher killer dude getting out of that vehicle, it kind of had some like Jeeper Creepers vibes. Yeah. With like just the animosity in which he was driving. It just made me think of that movie. Yeah. And you you saying that just makes me think about like just think about the shots in my head like what really is sticking with me is like the shots like the shot of the killer getting out of the van seeing those three kids uh standing in front of their car and him just like pacing back and forth in front of the lights that looked so good and then like hitting the car <laughs> Hitting yeah, his hitting car the and car. then hitting their car. And I was just like, what is going on? Because at first, I mean, it's not really explained. It's not explained like he's looking for motivation or he's like trying to prove uh, yeah. Tyler. Why was their Todd's car wrong. unlocked? I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like if you that, see a man fervently hitting his car, coming towards your car, I'm locking the doors if I'm I, not able to drive away. <laughs> again, that's a, that's a horror movie kind of cliche where it's just like oh we we need the characters to in every dumb. horror movie i've ever seen the people are smart enough to lock the door <laughs> i've watched too many dumb horror movies recently like i mean horror movies where the characters are just complete idiots to me i know i was gonna mention two of them haunt i know you like haunt <laughs> um and then the ruins which i watched like two nights ago that was oh, the characters so dumb in that and, and it's like it's like you said, you see this guy, he has a mask on. You set one Like a of the welder's mask, not even like a regular horror movie mask, a welder's mask. Right, and one of the characters mentions the mask, and then they get back into the car, and then they just They like, don't lock the door. They don't lock the doors. And also, if you have a flat tire, you can still try to drive away with it. You're riding on the You rim. won't get very far. You won't get but... far, but you're getting, far, you're getting further away from this man that's going to kill you. 
and just acting crazy. Oh my gosh. That's true. I didn't think about them attempting to drive away. Their tire wasn't completely shot. They'd probably get like maybe a quarter of a mile down the road. Yeah. Before it got worse. Something. And then they just ditch the car, run away together or separate directions, whatever. whatever Which again would play right into the hands of Jeepers Creepers. He could have chased them through the like cornfields or whatever. Yes. Channel your inner children of the corn or whatever the crap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what was on the side of the road at that point, but I feel like it was like middle of nowhere farm or hay type crap. I think it definitely was... (laughs) I think it was, yeah, it was like middle of nowhere, if nothing else. Middle of nowhere farm, kind of, yeah. They could have found something to run into. It's fine. Something or just ran, just ran, like run away, separate a little bit. He won't be able to catch all three of you. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have that much time in the movie to kill you guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is probably why it was convenient. Why they didn't to, to leave the doors unlocked and that's what i'm saying it's it's stuff like that and i'm just like what that doesn't make sense to me um i don't know um i'm just gonna look at the uh tomatoes (laughs) so on round tomatoes the critic consensus is a 64 percent uh and total is 55 people critics that weighed in um audience score 57 percent with seven user ratings and then on imdb it has uh, has a 5.0 out of 10 with a little less than 600 people that rated it i don't know i kind of want to i want to give this like a four out of ten because uh, to me it's not i can't there's so much i i can't i can't re-watch this movie because of how dumb the characters are and some of the characters are at some point but the movie looks so good the cinematography is so good and the, the kills <laughs> The tryptograph or whatever it was called that mm-hmm. looked so good, looked straight out of Hannibal or something, but or it looked not the not like Hannibal would actually do something like that, but it looked like it looked staged in a way yeah. that was and yeah, I don't know. I I think I, if if I if I bump this up from a four out of ten to a five out of ten, it will only be because of the cinematography and the kills. But really, I feel like I can't really justify bumping it up one point over of that. So I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. What do you think? Well, I'm still sticking to what I had put on my letterbox. I gave it a 4 out of 5 because, like I've said, like I got really hung up in like the psychological aspects. And I just think that that gave me like a different lens to view it through, like a slightly deeper darker context for those of you who don't know me i'm very dark and twisted i love horror always have always will (laughs) (laughs) this is why every every movie that i i think of every time every time i watch a horror movie i'm like i was like 
every time recently I've been watching horror movies, it's like, ah, oh, Sharon and I could do do an episode. <laughs> like all the ones, all the episodes I'm thinking about, or all the movies I want to watch that I know that you want to watch, or I want to watch with you because I I know I like them, but I want to see if you will like them. Our horror mm-hmm. movies. God, we should do an episode on the Babadook. Um, no, that's no. Not. <laughs> You're not doing this to me. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good though. Um, anyway, Sharon, where where can the people find you on the interwebs? I, where you want them to find you? You can find me on Letterboxd at Sleepy Sharon. Find her on Letterboxd at Sleepy Sharon. Find me on Letterboxd for right now at Cut to Black. Um, hopefully, going to change that soon once I pay for it. But <laughs> what we've already discussed on last one of our last episodes. I'm going to wait till Black Friday. <laughs> Um, it's the smart thing to do. It is, it's a financially smart thing to do. Yes. It really is. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please come back next Wednesday for another episode of the Move Club podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. And then, wait, I said bye, but then, you know, listen to, Trey's going to do his little outro, so listen to that. but but, that's me and sharon and i are signing off now bye and my note to trey is fuck your ending i can't wait to show you Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you check out uh, the other shows that we have on Facebook, the other main podcast that comes out every other Tuesday. Make sure you leave a like, share it with your friends and your family. Go check out our YouTube where we have content from other production 1200 works. And make sure you follow us on the Instagram. We post sometimes there. We'll we'll do more. We'll we'll try. Maybe. Like us on uh, iTunes podcast, rate and review. Give us them five stars. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) That was perfect. That's the perfect ending. That's a perfect segue (laughs) into Trey's. Because, you know, I'm going to stop. It's the last line of the movie. Right, exactly. It's the last line of the movie. And then, but it's also, it's like, it's funny because it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pre-recorded ending. It's like, he doesn't know, he's not going to listen to, it or anything he's not gonna listen to the podcast and then do the end and, 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 and. i just hope she keeps the